Welcome to the Real Estate Syndication Show. Whether you are a seasoned investor or building a new real estate business, this is the show for you. Whitney Sewell talks to top experts in the business. Our goal is to help you master real estate syndication. And now your host, Whitney Sewell. This is your daily real estate syndication show. I'm your host, Whitney Sewell. Today, our guest is Cherry Chin. Thanks for being on the show, Cherry. Hi, Winnie. I'm really glad to be on your show. I listen to it every day, so really happy to be a guest myself. Wow. Thank you for being a, a listener every day as well. And I appreciate you being on the show. I know you, from your experience, you're able to add some great value today. And I know a lot of the listeners are going to enjoy the show. But a little about Cherry. She is an internal medicine physician in the Dallas-Fort Worth area and has experience with commercial real estate syndication across multifamily, self-storage, and manufactured home parks as a limited passive investor. She raises private equity capital through real estate physician, through the real estate physician, which she founded to empower her colleagues in commercial real estate investments. It now provides value to over 400 plus physician investors. That's impressive. Cherry, thank you so much for being on the show again. And But tell the listeners who you are and let's dive into this amazing thing you've built. I started the real estate physician platform last year, um, but that was only after I myself have invested in syndications for the last four years. You know, like many people, I, I think at some point you realize you want to stop trading your time for money. For me, when I started, I love my job. I'm still a full-time physician, but as a way to diversify out of Wall Street, diversify for tax advantages, and mainly for a source of passive income is how I started out. And I realized that it was really powerful in that. And I think for everyone to consider alternative investments and certainly building multiple streams of passive income is a good idea. And so I took that in my experiences and really realizing that, you know, other people want to do this too, not just physicians. And so that's why I created the resource in really just helping reach out to share about syndications just like you and then to really guide and inform investors along the way. You invested passively for a while. You had a much better understanding about the business then, right? After four years, making numerous investments, working with numerous operators, but then you decided to start the real estate physician. Yeah. And it's really pretty organic the way it came about. I had invested in multiple syndications myself. I really like the passive income check coming in every month or every quarter. And because I hang around physicians all the time, you know, some people would ask me, well, how do you do that? Or one, most people have not heard about it. So I created a platform to share. And secondly, if people have, just like any field you're in, I think, do they trust you? And then do they know what you're talking about and do they want to invest with you? So you kind of have to overcome all those hurdles. And that's why I built the platform to have a more uniform and strategic you know, approach so that everyone gets the same information and we can help as many people as possible. Great. So I know there's people listening probably that would love to do the same thing. Maybe you can talk about your journey a little bit more in depth and in moving into building that platform and just really the organic growth that you talked about and then we'll move on. I started out with my natural network, which is the people I work with, other physicians. And luckily, I'm very grateful. Most of them are accredited and have capital to invest. Not everyone has that. That's understandable. You have your niche that you naturally have, your friends or family or your W-2 job that you can reach out to. But first, you know, 
the hardest part for me is for people to even know that you're doing this, right? So I think when you start out, you think, oh, I've got a great deal. I've got to learn all the numbers of how to explain all these terminology. But really, I think the hardest part starting out is one, people have to know this is something you do. And then they naturally probably like you if you're in that circle already. And then you build your credibility so that they can trust you, right? We always hear you have to know, like, and trust people before you're going to invest with them. And for me, I always think about this quote that nobody cares how much you know, unless they know how much you care, right? So I think that kind of is a good quote that kind of encompasses that no like and trust factor. And we all have a circle, whether we know it or not. And I didn't really realize that until looking back that you do have influence, you do have a circle, you have to be aware of it. And then to realize that you do have some value you can provide to your friends. Tell me about the conversations you were having with your peers about real estate before you started your platform. And maybe you hadn't even thought about doing your own platform at that time. But what were the conversations like around real estate? So, you know, you said four years. And so I would imagine it probably came up in the break room or somewhere, <laughs> yeah. you know, that you were like investing in this new thing. And what was that like? And were they interested in That's good because I think a lot of people are scared to, oh, well, this is what I'm doing or do you want to invest me, with me? And certainly it was never a conversation like that. I actually was didn't really share about any of it, but just like I think uh, these conversations should be pretty organic. So people would ask me, well, what did you do this weekend? Or what have you been reading? And I'd share, I just actually went to a real estate networking conference and they're like, oh, tell me more about that. And so it's mostly more organic conversations. And so it's things I was doing on my own, but didn't really have an avenue of sharing it like a podcast or I hadn't really built my platform and I never really imagined building one. And it really is kind of looking back then realizing people start asking me all these questions or how do you do it? Or I'm so overwhelmed. I don't know where to go to and kind of putting all that information together. Then you decided to build this platform so you'd have a place to direct them to, right? Yeah. And be able to provide this value for them. And obviously, you know, your niche is something you're passionate about. Right, right. Maybe you can elaborate on, you know, understanding your niche and, and why that's important. I think it's that's probably the most important part for anybody who wants to even stay passive. But if you want to be more active in looking at deals or raising money for deals is there's always deals. You know, everyone always says, I've got this good investment or I've got this other investment. So it's not about the deal per se. And it always comes back to the person, right? And why I think it's so important to understand your niche is one, then you really actually know their problems or what they value. What are they looking for? Sometimes they don't know what they're looking for, but to really understand, well, what are their struggles? What are their obstacles? Then you can build your whole platform around what values or services you can provide to them. Because in the end, it's not about you. It's a long-term relationship business. It's about the investment, but it's also we're just all humans. And so really having that connection and identifying who it is you're really speaking to. And for me, it's my physician group. And for you, it can be your group. But to really identify exactly what they're looking for is more important than going out first and analyzing a thousand deals or et cetera. I think it's interesting, like obviously your niche is something you're passionate about and you can relate to another physician just immediately, right? And you're going to have a much better understanding. I agree with you completely. It's, it's so important to understand your niche and that connection, or maybe you can elaborate on or go a little deeper on how that's helped you connect to these people. Or I'm sure there was a, another layer of trust there. Not only were you, have you already been probably working with a lot of them you know, long before you had your own platform, but still there's just another layer of trust there or a relatability or a connection because you're in the same profession. 
the people in my network now are people I've never met, people that I don't work with. And so just like anybody else, you still have to let people know that's what you do. And I like to focus on two parts, just like in business and life and investing, it's the same thing. And certainly if you're trying to share opportunities with investors, is there's an art component, there's a science, there's an art and science of medicine, there's an art and science of investing as well. And why? I mean, it's, it applies to everything because you're dealing with humans, right? So it's kind of having that balance or trying to figure out what that is for your investor. It's very important. The art is the non-tangible part where they have to know and like you and that a lot's not tangible. You can't really study it. It really involves then really identifying your niche and who they are, what their struggles are. And then for them to trust you, well, then how do you become credible so they do trust you? That's the science part where you then learn the, you know, IR, cash on cash, how a deal goes together, how to explain to an investor what the investment looks like. That's the tangible part you can learn. What I like to tell people, because people say, well, how do you reach out to people or there's too many people in this space? It's really that art and science part. It's pretty irreplaceable. Like technology can't replace that for you. Your role, and I see my role to my investors, is I'm to guide them from understanding okay, real estate is a good investment to all the way through their fears, the anxieties, the obstacles to making that investment. So your job is to be a guide and that really is irreplaceable by technology, by other people. And so I think that's really both pretty empowering, comforting to know that, you know, everyone has a niche and everyone can reach and access that and provide value to their special niche. How did you become credible to your niche? What was it that you did? Maybe even to outside of people that you already knew and worked with, you probably already had a lot of credibility with a lot of them. But maybe, you know, as your network has grown, how have you built that credibility? Yeah, I think for one that everyone can follow is one, like we mentioned, I was already a passive investor in multiple deals. So I had experience and it was through those experiences that I met other sponsors, other people in the area. I went to conferences, I took other courses. And so that had my own portfolio to go off with. And then I then took all the information basically I learned and tried to synthesize that. I tell my investors I'm their ears and eyes and I want to make it as easy as possible for them. So one, if they understand syndications and for them to pull the trigger, right? So I try to do gather all that information, due diligence for them. Can't replace your homework, but I try to do it as much as possible So then you feel as comfortable making that investment. What's been the biggest ways that you've grown your network? I would say podcasting, actually. I personally love podcasts. And so there are also podcasts out there for physicians, not just for investing. And so that's my niche. And so that's where I go, where my investors don't really go to these real estate conferences. And so I have to be pretty selective about those. But physician podcasts or physician forums. And so for other people who are in this field, there are certainly specific niches for your field as well. So you're finding a podcast to be interviewed on that's related to your niche, right? Correct. For physicians. Yeah. And it's not necessarily about real estate or investing. It's just physicians doing something outside of medicine or physicians learning more about finances. It can be anything. But For me, it's a physician, right? So that's kind of where I go to really understand, well, that's where they hang out or that's what they like to read and look at, not to go to a conference because they don't have time. Yeah, I think for you, it's obvious what your niche should be, 
right? For others, I think sometimes it's difficult or somebody might just say, well, any high paid professional, you know, like I want to take money from anybody, right? And well, you may, but but if you can focus on a group of people like you have, I just think that's really playing the long-term game and it's going to pay off so much more long-term because you're going to relate to them a lot faster. You're going to learn more about who they are and the type of people. For other people, it doesn't have to be related to your career, maybe for families, for fathers, for for single moms, for anything. There's definitely somebody out there who you can connect with or somebody who's done what you've done or certainly people who want to learn how to be where you are, right? So I think especially in today where there's so much accessible information, everything's out there, I find it no excuse to not go and try. So how did you get on those podcasts to be interviewed on? Reaching out. <laughs> and then once you're on one podcast, and um, gives you credibility. But certainly, I think the website or your platform is the best way because people have to have a way of understanding what you do. I get that question often. Well, how, you know, how do I get interviewed more? And I agree. Once you start or you get interviewed a couple of times, all of a sudden, other people are reaching out to you as well to be on their podcast. But, but I like how you focused on your niche, though. You found podcasts relating to people you're connecting with. What would you say has been the hardest part of this capital raising or business or you're partnering with quality operators and providing value? But what's been the hardest part of building this your own platform? So I would say different phases. Right? So it's been a year and it's been really great in building it. So I think when you first start out, the hardest part certainly is to just start out, especially for people. If you have your job that you're working still full time, it's, well, where do I find the time or is it worth it? And so I think when you're starting out, the hardest part is just one. It's either not analysis by paralysis or going too far too fast, right? To really at first identify your why and really then identifying your lane in it. And so that's what looking back, I guess I did now and to really stay right now, then the hardest part is to stay in my lane, right? I think a lot of people who get into this one, either you go from being a passive investor to, oh, I want to put the whole deal together, which is great. And it's not right or wrong, but to realize you know, to answer a question, your strengths, your weaknesses. And I always go back to really, is it the highest and best use of my time? And then secondly, if not that, then is it worth the opportunity cost, right? And then so kind of looking at that in, in terms of staying in my lane and doing what I'm good at and providing value to my investors and the operators that I have to choose very selectively for my investors and not to say, oh, go put a deal together. <laughs> 400 plus investors, and I think you said in a year or less, that's really fast, I think. I don't know of too many people that have that many investors, you know, in that amount of time. So congratulations to you. You said the biggest way is they find you is through being interviewed on a podcast. So kind of walk me through that process then. Okay, they hear you on a podcast. How do they eventually get connected to you or what's their path to investing with you? The website, the real estate physician, that's where, you know, all the information is there as far as what we do, why we do what we do, and how we do what we do. When people come to my website, they already may be interested in commercial real estate investing, right? So I'm never in a position to convince anybody or to push anyone into this kind of investment. So one, if you're already on my website, then you probably have some interest. And then two, then I have to build that credibility or trust. And that comes through podcasts or the blogs I've written for other physician sites and then my portfolio there. And then, you know, of course, it still comes down to connecting with people one-on-one and going from there. So uh, how do you, uh, Cherry, prepare for another downturn, this thing everybody's worried about? 
Oh gosh, I wish I could predict it, right? But I can't, I'm not that smart. And I certainly don't understand, you know, there's so many variables because my investors ask me that every day too. So the best answer I can give is, you know, there are good deals in bad times and there are bad deals in good times, just like now where I've heard stories of people who have not gotten their expected distributions or portfolio. Um, and there are people who have. And right now they say, you know what, rising tide lifts all boats. Everything should be gravy, right? But it's not. So I think it's too generic of a statement. And so really one thing I heard from somebody else's podcast, so it's it's not something I made up, is you know, you're investing in people, not the pro forma. What it comes down to is really valuing your partnerships, finding the right people. And of course, you do your due diligence, you stick to your principles and stabilize value add opportunities. And so am I going to look at a property that doesn't cash flow? No, right? So you still have to do your homework, do your due diligence, kind of put everything on the right side of the equation. There's all sorts of risk factors. It's not a risk-free investment. Tell me about your follow-up process when somebody signs up on your website. Yeah. So when somebody signs on the website, there's a welcome email. And so that further explains, you know, kind of who I am, why we do this and what our value in this platform is for you, right? It's not about I have X amount of doors or assets under management. It's I only talk about, hey, why we created this platform and this is what we can do for you and provide value. And so welcome email, schedule a call, get to know you. And I leave my investor calls very open-ended. Some people would say, oh, you don't have a, you know, like a question list or a formula. And I leave it open because when it goes back to your investor, right? Like they might be completely new to this or they might be in their 10th syndication. Some people straight off the bat just have 45, like I spend an hour and a half phone call, like answering 50 questions. They just have question by question by question. But some people, they just really want to get to know you, right? So I leave it very open and in, and I think that provides the flexibility, but also for you to just understanding your investor and you don't have an agenda for them. Tell me a way that you've recently improved your business that we could apply to ours. I'm actually finishing up and going to release a physician's guide for commercial real estate. That's something I've been working on the last couple months. It's not out yet, but I think that kind of just supplements what we're doing and provides another avenue for one, like I said, then a really uniform representation of the information. So we're not biased towards anything and, and all the information is out there. When it comes down to it, I see what I do in this space really like a parallel to what I do in medicine. Actually, it's I get as much of the objective information and I help you make an informed decision. And so in that way, I feel very comfortable because I'm sharing as much information as I can and not being biased about it and being objective and then helping you guide uh, to see if it's a good decision for you. And that was a book that you're writing or what was that? Yeah, it's it's a book. It's it's going to be called The Physician's Definitive Guide to Commercial Real Estate Syndication. Awesome. That's a great way to reach people and to, sh- to build your credibility like we were talking about as well. Right. So Jerry, what is your best advice for caring for an investor so they return to the next deal? Best advice, I think, besides what we talked about is, you know, the other part we focus, I think, on my platform is that we want to make the sure they understand the process, that it's as clear and simple as possible. So, you know, if you and I have been in it for a long time, you're like, oh, okay, you sign up and, you know, you think it's, it all makes sense, right? But for a first-time investor, sometimes they're like, okay, what do I do next? You know, so really outlying, okay, you can expect to hear this, you can expect to hear this, so that they don't have to wonder what the next step is and they don't have to wonder, oh, 
did somebody get my money or, you know, et cetera. So making it as simple and clear as possible, I think is what my responsibility in terms of taking care of investors too. You don't want them wondering about much, do you? Right. And when we're in it all the time, you don't think about it. It's kind of second nature, but you can imagine when, you know, you invested your first time, you're like, what is PPM? You know, like just all sorts of what seem like basic questions can throw up people off. And when you're making an investment like this, you don't want them to have all sorts of open-ended questions like that. What would you say is the number one thing that's contributed to your success? I would say I'm always learning (laughs) and then, and also not scared to take action. So um, I love to learn a ton from your podcast and podcast is actually one of my favorite ways of learning besides meeting people and going to conferences. But so really always learning something because there's always going to be another perspective you've never thought of. There are people out there much smarter than me, but it's all about perspective and experience. And really the only way you can do or gain more of that is learning from other people, right? So I think learning, but then also really understanding when is the right time to take action and not be scared to do it. Before we have to go, how do you like to give back? Right now, I mean, there are a couple of charities that I do contribute to, but I'm also building this business in a way where, you know, we have plans to use this income to supplement our giving and our charity. That's a field where I'm learning where you don't want to give just to give, but also there's something I've been learning like where sometimes giving is the wrong way or you're actually hurting somebody by giving. So trying to educate myself on what it means to give, but also how to give very intentionally. And I intend to do that through education. And that's kind of my focus. Most importantly, though, at the moment, tell the listeners how they can get in touch with you. www.therealestatephysician.com. That's kind of our platform in the World Wide Web. So anybody can find us through there. Thank you so much. Don't go yet. Thank you for listening to today's episode. I would love it if you would go to iTunes right now and leave a rating and written review. I want to hear your feedback. It makes a big difference in getting the podcast out there. You can also go to the Real Estate Syndication Show on Facebook so you can connect with me and we can also receive feedback and your questions there that you want me to answer on the show. Subscribe too so you can get the latest episodes. Lastly, I want to keep you updated. So head over to lifebridgecapital.com and sign up for the newsletter. If you're interested in partnering with me, sign up on the contact us page so you can talk to me directly. Have a blessed day and I will talk to you tomorrow. Thank you for listening to the Real Estate Syndication Show brought to you by LifeBridge Capital. LifeBridge Capital works with investors nationwide to invest in real estate while also donating 50% of its profits to assist parents who are committing to adoption. LifeBridge Capital, making a difference, one investor and one child at a time. Connect online at www.lifebridgecapital.com for free material and videos to further your success.